Vox Quick Hits. At the center of Topeka, Kansas, is Monroe Elementary School. It's a wide brick building, almost 100 years old, and it was reserved only for Black students. But today, there aren't any students there at all, because the school is a national monument, and its classrooms are exhibitions that recall one of the most pivotal legal decisions in the U.S. Topeka is the home of Brown versus Board of Education, the Supreme Court case that declared school segregation unconstitutional. If you talk to enough educators and students from Topeka, you'll notice that being the genesis of the case is a point of pride. But just eight miles north of that monument is Seaman High School, home of the Vikings. It's a mostly white school in a suburban, somewhat rural part of Topeka. And this school is named after Fred Seaman, a member of the Topeka, Kansas Ku Klux Klan. His association with a Klan had been rumored for years, but last year, a century after the school was founded, it became more than hearsay. Back in the summer of 2020, after all the Black Lives Matters protests had started happening, there was an alumni who um, decided to go to the Kansas Historical Society and dig around. And there was an article relaying that Fred Seaman was connected to the Klan. Madeline Gerhardt writes for The Clipper, Seaman's school newspaper. She was one of the student journalists who took the alumni's research and ran with it. When she dug deeper, she confirmed that Fred Seaman was not only associated with the KKK. His position was an exalted cyclops. There's not a well-defined word as to what an exalted cyclops is, but essentially it is the head leader of a local clan, and we basically assume that clan to be the Topeka area clan. It's not clear if Seaman was part of lynchings, cross burnings, and some of the most horrific acts of racial terror that the Klan was responsible for. Here is what we do know. The KKK had several local chapters in Kansas at the time. We know somewhere around 40,000 people were Klansmen. They burned crosses. They drove through Black neighborhoods in sheets and hoods. They donned blackface. They had a problem with a growing number of Catholics. Madeline published her findings with her fellow editor in October of 2020, and the impact was beyond anything she expected. We had people praising us for bringing out this information, and we had other people on the opposite end of the spectrum who were telling us that we opened a can of worms. It was just polarizing opinions. A bunch of students decided to take action. They used a snow day in February to organize. They're big academic achievers, I know that, and so they're always busy. So the fact that they had this free time, they just took it and ran. They were like, you know, we need a petition. We're going to make a petition. Um, we need social medias. We're going to make social medias. We're going to make an email, and we're just going to start with that and build from the ground up. Rene Cabrera is one of those high achievers. He's a sophomore. My role in the movement is really to be um, a person who's connecting the community. The movement has t-shirts. They read, same history, stronger future. They also have a GoFundMe and some demands. As of now, my demands are making sure that 
we are both going to change the school name and also at the same time, we're going to work towards being an inclusive school. We're going to get more people of color teachers to teach in our public schools. We're going to have a safe place where people of color can showcase their culture. Since the article came out, students have held rallies outside the district office. They've launched a petition with about 80,000 signatures, and they've talked to the local press. Hey, we'll drive in three, four, five. Just one of the many things heard today as students in the Seaman School District rallied together to stand up for what they believe in. Wanting things to change? Pushing to change the district's name, hoping to leave their mark and make a difference. We want them to set up a set deadline and a set plan that will that says this is when we're going to vote this is when we're going to talk about this you know to change the name the school board promised to consider the students demands but said they've been held up by the pandemic they did however hold a town hall several students and teachers backed the name change and several parents and alumni didn't racism starts in the home with parents it doesn't start with the name of a high school, Seaman. As far as Fred Seaman, he means nothing to me. Even though my grandfather and my great-grandfather knew Fred Seaman, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether they had any knowledge that he was in the KKK, but I don't stand for the KKK. I stand, stand for the word Seaman, which means a lot to thousands. I do believe that that money that would be spent on changing the name could be better spent on educating students, families, and our community about issues of equality and organizations such as the Klan. Let's not blow up the whole ship just because Fred was a dummy. I reached out to district leadership for comment. The superintendent sent a statement saying the district was forming an advisory committee on this, and the school board referred me to the Kansas Leadership Center the group that's guiding the advisory committee's work. We will hold the first gathering of the committee in the coming few weeks. Ed O'Malley is president and CEO of the Kansas Leadership Center. They haven't worked on namesake issues before, but they've been arbiters in communities on issues like police and gun control. Uh, they will hold a series of retreats over the coming months. Uh, at each retreat, they will uh, spend time in diagnosis uh, thinking about what's going on in the community. What do they know? What do they not yet know? And then between those retreats, they will help facilitate opportunities for community engagement and creating environments for people to be heard and to be uh, and, and to listen. Ed said Topeka is one of many namesake debates happening around the country. And he thinks there are a lot of things driving them. It seems to me one of the dynamics at play is we have such rapid change in our society today with how we think of things, what we view as norms, even the rapid change in technology. There's so much rapid change. And I think always throughout time, there have been differences among demographic groups, especially age demographic groups, of how quickly a change is adopted. The number of non-white students at Siemens schools has doubled over the last 20 or so years from 10% in the 1990s to 20% these days. Rene is one of those students at Seaman High. He's openly gay and Mexican-American in an overwhelmingly white, somewhat rural, and close-knit community. For students of color, 
we feel like we've been beaten down so much, but just about how the school district has been run through so many occasions, like, for example, myself being called the F-slur um, by students. It's, it's a lot for other students getting asked, what's your race or do you have a green card? But there's so much to it. There's students is like not feeling included in things just because they're different from others. At our school district, the races that hang out with together, there's the Hispanic community that's always together, the black community that's always together, and then there's the whites. And if you're thinking name-calling, slurs, clicks, that all kind of just sounds like high school. Renee says racism at Seaman goes far beyond that. There's past instances where we had like a student say he would lynch a bunch of Black people and say the N-word with a hard R. Ed O'Malley hopes that an open discussion about Seaman schools brings the community together and convinces students like Renee that there's room for him in the district. I hope by engaging in that process and being a part of figuring this question out, it'll help students feel more connected and feel like they are helping move the district in the direction they need. There's no telling how long this process will take. Students like Renee, as well as Forrest, who was the one who emailed the show, are going to have to wait for an answer. But they're not alone, because students across the United States have been fighting the exact same fight. That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.